Hi, I <laughs> hope you're well. It is Saturday morning. It's very quiet. I thought I would jump on and say hi. It's scary right now in the world, and if your family is directly impacted, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, I know I am just focusing on one day at a time, and I'm hoping you find some serenity. It's also about to be the two-year anniversary of this podcast. I started this podcast in March of 2020, and at that point in time, I think it was at the end of March of 2020, and at that point in time, everything felt really, really hopeless. I um, I thought maybe I should talk a little bit about a reintroduction, because so much has changed since when I started, and I, I was feeling that way this week. I was feeling hopeless. Um, the news is so scary, both in um, my immediate circle and then also, I think, in the world at large. Um, there's some scary news that changes would affect families like mine, and it just it got me back to that feeling of fear. So I thought I would I would come on and remind myself <laughs> about how to take care of myself in these moments and what's possible when you focus on one day at a time and not the overwhelming fear uh, that can take over. So I think I'll talk about that today. And then, of course, it's always related to knitting here. So I can talk a little bit about um, what I'm making and, and some small wins that I've had during this really stressful time. Okay, so it has to do with my, the small wins are mittens. I'll start with the knitting. The knitting's fun and easy. I have made a DK weight uh, Nordic mittens. I'm taking this online class and um, the online classes remain a gift for me. One of the things I had actually made a plan to take an in-person class and it involved travel and it was with a, a knitting friend. It was going to be so great. I was going to, you know, be one of those people who gets to go to a knitting event after so many years of not being able to, right? All of us. I thought I could do it. But I forgot that my my family and my unique circumstances is different. And, you know, all my childcare options um, evaporated that weekend. It just was very clear that I couldn't travel. I um, want to introduce... And it has me thinking that... It's time to think about, you know, who I am and how I move through the world and getting better at telling other people about that. So I thought I would practice here. When I started this podcast, I had just separated from my partner of, at that point in time, I think we were married 12 years and we have two kids together and he has addiction issues, specifically with alcohol and things were bad. Things were really bad right before COVID started. So that start of 2020, you know, he had come home from rehab and we were trying to make it work, but it was very clear that he was not sober and it was getting worse. 
and it seemed really hopeless and that the only option to keep my family safe was if I separated from him, if he left our house. And that was incredibly stressful (laughs) and scary. Um, It was scary to sort of think through, you know, what it might mean. I couldn't picture what was coming. I couldn't picture what my life would look like. And ironically, that's like really emphasized to me in what happened because I think I met for the first time with a divorce attorney like a week before the COVID pandemic shutdown started here in the States. I remember the lawyer didn't want to shake my hand and I remember thinking like, well, that's excessive. (laughs) And then a week later, it wasn't excessive. It was completely appropriate. Uh, No touching. (laughs) Back in those early days when we didn't know what we were doing. So the shutdown happened and suddenly I was a single mom with two kids and a partner who was spiraling and out of the house and out of contact. And it was so, so scary. It was so scary on every level. And I really just didn't know how I was going to survive. I just didn't. And I couldn't connect with Al-Anon and I was trying to keep my job going. I was so worried about the financial implications. I work in a sector that was... You know, I teach it in higher ed and, oh, the financial implications of that moment were terrifying, even as I was trying to figure out how to become a single mom and take care of my kids and how was I going to keep this house in this very expensive place where we lived and how was I going to make sure my kids were okay. They were understandably traumatized by what had happened to our family and also what was happening in the world. So one day at a time kind of got me through that moment. Um, when I look back, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. It wasn't funny. I just don't know how to talk about it. And I still kind of don't. And, you know, one of the things that was so striking to me as I look back on that year, the COVID restrictions um, where I were were pretty pretty heavy and for a pretty, pretty long time. You know, my kids were doing virtual school and I was doing virtual school and we weren't allowed to really you know, a lot of the restaurants closed and we weren't just, you know, it was very, very limited. And that gave us a kind of cocoon to shelter in place and take care of ourselves. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm also thinking of all the families everywhere who can't shelter in place or must shelter in place right now this week and how they're coping with that. Because for us, it was really, really safe. Home finally felt safe and we were able to take care of ourselves and heal um, and find serenity. And what I couldn't imagine in that moment is where I am now, which is that things are not terrible with my partner. I really thought we were never going to be able to have him in our life. I thought we lost him to addiction. It was that bad. It was really scary. And it wasn't overnight. And It certainly is a journey and there's no guarantees for the future, but just for today, we're okay. He is in our life. He's doing so much better and I don't obsess over his health. I let him take care of him and I take care of myself and the kids and that has made a world of difference. It really has opened up so many mind shifts and allowed me to really focus on things in my life that I haven't been paying attention to and that I needed to. Both the mundane, which is really taking care of the house, 
<laughs> we had squirrels in our attic and I don't think I would have known two years ago how to deal with that. And I was very proud of myself for knowing how to deal with it when it happened. Um, as well as like, you know, home repair design, like painting the house. And then also just the, the work of parenting when you have, um, someone in your life who's really unpredictable and who has a pretty significant disease that makes it hard for them to focus and participate fully in the lives of others. It's just, that's just the reality of my life. And so when I wanted to, you know, I made this knitting friend and we were going to take this class together and I had to explain to her, you know, my situation, which is, I really want to do this with you. And this is so important to me, but I also am the primary parent for these two amazing kiddos and I don't have a lot of support. And so my life changes pretty quickly and I have to adapt to it. And that's just my number one priority right now. And so of course, when the childcare stuff fell through, when my partner was clear, was having a tough week and couldn't, you know, needed to, to focus on taking care of himself and couldn't be a parent in those moments, I had to say no. And my backup child care plan <laughs> failed. My second backup child care plan failed. And it just was, you know, I had to accept it. I was so mad and sad, but I also was so grateful that I am in a place where I can take care of my kiddos. And I know that so many of us right now are dealing with some really big stuff and it's really hard to accept it. It's really hard to take care of ourselves and our loved ones in these moments. Um, but you know, it, I was able to take care of myself. Even as I was sad, I got the work I needed to get done. I took care of the household. I took care of my kiddos that week and I treated myself to an online knitting class. So, um, and it was on Nordic knitting and it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing in person, but it ended up being super, super fun. I feel like I finally have a breakthrough. I think I talked about on this podcast, the past, I made a Selbu knitting mitten earlier this year, I guess late last year. And it just like flummoxed me. I think I knit the thumbs on that like six times. I think they felted. <laughs> and of course it was, ugh was fingering weight yarn it was super complicated and I just signed up for this like goofy online class that was making a DK pair and it was super fun and the stakes were low and the teacher just kept telling us it was a, a younger generation than the one I meet like I'm Gen X I'm in my 40s <laughs> I just have been knitting forever and this was a Gen Z kind of approach to knitting Nordic mittens the teacher just kept telling us that the the first pair is going to be trash and we need to just embrace, embrace that the mittens are going to be trash. And I just, for whatever reason, I just love that. It just opened everything up. So I have my trash mittens and I can knit the thumbs. I know how to read the charts. I just felt like this gift emerged from this weekend of disappointment, which is that I finally understand how to read the thumb chart and those Selbo mitten patterns. If you haven't seen them, they're these amazing color work charts. They're very minimal directions. Um, and they just literally have the color work chart for the, the hand of the mitten and then like a separate thumb chart. And you have to read it in a kind of particular way. You have to pick up stitches. And at one point you're kind of, you're kind of knitting upside down. And so all the logic that I had learned of how to read a chart just wasn't working in the color work pattern for the thumb. And once somebody explains it to you, especially a delightful Gen Z, um, 
teacher <laughs> just like totally opened up for me. And so there was this minor miracle in this weekend of disappointment. And I don't mean to be disrespectful in applying this to where I'm at right now and what the world's dealing with, right? That, of course, is not not appropriate. Things are so scary and so real. But what it reminds me of is the miracle of recovery, which is kind of major and real in my life. If somebody, you know, if I time traveled back and, you know, this is what this podcast is. It's a time travel. I could travel back and listen to those early podcasts and meet that scared person um, who was talking to you all back in March 2020. And this this podcast really is a record of how I navigated those early challenges of becoming a single mom, of grieving my marriage, of loving somebody who was really, really ill, um, and really not clear if he was going to make it, and surrendering to sort of all the unknowns of that year, both in my personal life and in my, in my professional life and in the world at large. And I feel, I feel stronger now. I feel healthier now. And the gift of recovery is that I can, even in these moments like this week where I don't know what the answer is, there's no way out of this. It seems it's only going to get worse. You know, there's those voices in my head that are saying, you know, things are going to get worse for my family in the country in terms of how the laws are working and things are looking really horribly scary on the global front. And I just remind myself one day at a time that the universe has answers that I can't conceive of and that I just need to take care of myself and my family for this moment and accept what is and find the courage to change what I can. Anyway, this is in some ways just a brief reintroduction to myself. And I just want to thank you. This podcast has, like I said, has been a record of a tremendous moment in my life where there was a lot of transformation and I have knitted my way through it. I have made some ugly, weird things, friends. I have made some, some trash mittens (laughs) and they've given me a lot of joy. So with that, I'm going to end. I'm going to keep it short. I just wanted to thank you. And um, hopefully I'll be back on here soon with some updates on my knitting. (laughs) Take care. Bye.